0: No matter when you have free time, you're just thinking about photo, 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 photo. And in every break I had, I was thinking about that. And yes, I think it was the best obsession I ever developed so far.
1: Hey, Wiki Hunters, welcome back to the Art of Photography podcast. Now, today I have someone very exciting and you know that if you've been uh, tuning into this podcast, our mission is to share our passion and how photography have give us hope, purpose and happiness um, to most of us, if not to all of us, photography started off as something fun, something that makes us happy. Um, and, you know, um, one way to another, um, you know, we got through a lot of expectation, a lot of uh, pressure um, and so forth. And For that reason, sometimes we kind of abandon photography or we get burnout from photography. So this is the whole purpose of this podcast. Now today I have someone very exciting to introduce to you. Um and he is from um based in Germany, and he is Felix Inden. How are you doing, Felix?
0: Yes, hi Stanley. Thanks for having me on the show. I'm fine quite smashed after the christmas time with two kids which is like exponentially making christmas more tiring than ever before if you don't have kids but but i'm fine yes and i'm happy to be here
1: that's good uh, how is uh, how is christmas back in germany i know you, you, in germany um you're famous with the glühwein and uh, the markets and so, <laughs> so forth
0: yeah so in a normal year christmas has a huge tradition here um, With the Christmas markets where people from all over Europe come in big bus groups just to join the Christmas market, have a Glühwein and a Bratwurst or what do I know. But in 2020, things are a little bit different. So there was not a single um, Christmas market in whole Germany, I think. (laughs) But of course, in Germany, there's a big Christmas tradition inside of each family and my own family isn't the the craziest about christmas but still we always have the christmas tree and some decorations and we actually also sing and stuff like that it's like gathering the family spending time together in this modern age that often doesn't happen so much anymore that the whole family meets up And this year, it was quite tricky with all these COVID regulation rules and stuff. So we split it up a little bit to avoid having too many people at home at the same time. And then for my wife's family, I got some quick tests to make sure we are not infected. And yeah, different Christmas than I ever had before in these 36 years of life that I've had on this planet. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, it's Christmas. I personally not the huge christmas fan like i i I go through it i enjoy it but i'm also quite happy when it's over and i can get on with my own stuff yeah (laughs) yeah
1: that's good to hear it's good to hear that you're enjoying (laughs) and you know i think the big thing about christmas for me is um the family part of things i think it's it's a good excuse to kind of come together and then you know um meet with um family and so forth so um i'm I'm very excited to have you here um you know i come across your photo in um in instagram and while i was strolling and uh, it's just going through your photo and i just i love the contrast on your photo and and um you know just the landscapes that you managed to capture so uh, tell us a little bit more about yourself maybe a little bit um um background on how you get into um this photography
0: world yes that's quite funny it's um So my girlfriend who is now my wife was into photography way earlier than myself. So my big hobbies in life have been cyclism. So road racing and mountain bike racing, which I was quite obsessive with after that came a big phase of partying, like party hard while studying. And then I was in Paris with my wife, um, following her, carrying her bag and her tripod. And she was taking pictures. And I thought, It would be okay to stop taking pictures after two or three hours but no she went on the whole day and at some point i asked her if i can have her old backup camera and started taking pictures myself and realized i found that quite enjoyable so we spent the next three days shooting together and then i was already hooked to photography and spent all my free time reading about photography and then also going out to shoot mostly cityscapes as I didn't afford to go to some exotic location and the evenings I stopped going to parties and sat down at home at the computer learning to edit landscape and cityscape pictures and then things kind of evolved like the normal way I started using social media and started communicating with a lot of people who had the same passion (laughs) like we are doing right now and from there things just slowly kept evolving somehow yeah
1: awesome so what 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 really hooked you into photography like you know what makes you really love it
0: so from that moment on I i first maybe i have to i have to tell you and everybody that I was really bad in art so in school I never had good grades in arts and I never enjoyed it because whenever I tried drawing something I just instantly saw how bad I am at it so I yeah I, I told myself I don't have an artsy creativity in me I always had some writing interest in writing and I read a lot of books like huge amount of books like I was sitting hiding under my bed, when my parents told me to go sleep, I was hiding there with a <laughs> with a flashlight and kept on reading. Um, and this moment where I picked up the camera from my wife, I realized that I actually was enjoying something that you can at least call art in some way. Like I think people can argue for years if photography is art or it isn't. For me, it is. <clears throat> and this was like the moment where I felt I'm not totally bad at um, picturing two-dimensional or three-dimensional scenes into a two-dimensional image, and through photography, I even learned how to think three-dimensionally much more than I was able before. So um, also in physics, I was bad in school in physics and now I deeply regret it because (laughs) I think through photography I learned how interesting all these topics actually are yeah so that's I don't know if that answers your question
1: (laughs) yeah that's really cool yeah so like um um, it's really interesting how how you you like that I, I actually never heard that kind of um um how you fall in love with photography that's really interesting um and um i think a lot of people out there kind of think and look at a lot of these photos um you know these beautiful photos They they kind of think they they started off and then they kind of gave up because they feel like just like yourself you know they feel like they don't have that art Um, side of themselves and they feel like they cannot do this Um, so even though they enjoy it they quickly give it up so that is really good to hear that from from you um, you know who already basically made it in the photography world saying that you you weren't very good in you know in photography and then you know you here you are so that's amazing
0: Um, (laughs) yeah it's was around 10 years ago that i found this interest and then i quickly developed that obsession that you you need to really get into something it's when you when you feel that no matter when you have free time you're just thinking about photo 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 and in every break i had i was thinking about that and yes i think it was the best obsession i ever developed so far yeah
1: <laughs> awesome yeah that's that's one way to put it. Um, yeah. So, what sort of what sort of feeling do you get when you can like when you capture this? Uh, you know, you kind of give us a little bit of background on um, on the different um, different aspect of your life and how it's so contrast to your to photography and. How it kind of connects back, um, but tell us a little bit more about the feeling that you get when you, you know, when you're able to capture some of these images and uh, present it in a way that is wow, basically.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's a good question. So I think the thing that will probably you've heard that from other photographers, but the experience for me comes first. Um, so. I'm not so much about getting that picture, but about going through, living that moment in which I'm also taking that picture. So I was always driven by like natural energy, like storms, um, rough weather, <laughs> rough landscapes, just places where I feel so different than sitting at a cozy home, enjoying the wind, getting blasted with hail. These are those moments that often push my creativity when I have to force myself to go through something that's not comfortable that's when I feel the most creative now if you look close to my Instagram you will see that I have quite a big amount of also typical iconic shots for which I didn't have to go through any heavy things I just went there with a photo tour that I was guiding and took that picture again that 100,000 people take so It's a topic for itself, but when I talk about these experiences, I talk about being out there alone, on my own, or with a friend or two at maximum, and then going out in moments where you might, where maybe before you go out, you look at the weather and think, "We should just skip it and stay home." Those are mostly the sessions where my favorite images take part. If you go, if you endure the elements, basically. And that leads to what you were telling about the images that I sometimes show that are quite punchy or contrasty. Of course, I'm also a passionate post producer or Photoshop user, but most of that really comes from the circumstances from the weather while shooting.
1: Yeah, it's um, it's I, I totally agree. I think um, some of my best photos are or my favorite photos are the one that are have a lot of memories in it. So, um, I think the photo is kind of just like 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 a like an award or like you know like a like a, a piece of memento that you can remember that experience through. So, um, yeah, and as
0: soon as you look at it, even after five years, you will. Be in that moment. You just cannot forget it. It triggers all the memories. And that's also what I really love about photography. Yeah, Uh, that's true. I I liked that about photography, too, when I was just a tourist taking crappy tourist shots 20 years ago in South America. I still look at these images and remember everything like it was yesterday. But, of course, I curse myself for not having taken um, a good image, (laughs) a working landscape photograph so to say
1: (laughs) so do you um do you find that you want to go back to a lot of those places that you've been before you're into photography and wanting to take
0: retake them all or definitely definitely (laughs) i actually wanted to do some of that this year but Uh then something happened and i had to cancel those trips yeah so i lived in chile with my parents from my 10th to my 16th year of age. So I visited insanely nice places um, in Chile, Argentina, Peru, Bolivia, all around. So there's a huge amount of super photogenic places that I can remember from my childhood or from my youth where I have to return to take pictures. Not Torres del Paine or El Chalten that everybody knows with the Fitzroy the Cuernos del Paine, all these iconic mountains, but there's amazing landscapes that just require you to, to go to areas that few people know about. And I would totally love to go there and to go there as a landscape photographer and try to put my spin on these places that not so many people know about. Yeah, but, um, you know, life isn't that easy. So now I'm a father of two kids. have to sustain the family somehow too so it's all I I cannot just say I'm gonna go there for three or four months and return home once I have images that make me happy so I always have to consider closely how I spend my time when I go to some faraway place normally I don't go longer than two and a half ish weeks maybe a maximum three And for some of these places you would normally need an open-end trip where you just go and then stay there for maybe three to four months it can happen that you that you're done after two weeks but normally it will take quite some time to to arrange everything yeah
1: (laughs) wow that's that's crazy um it's it sounds it sounds like um, it sounds like fun though like um i think when I, I got into photography from traveling. So I used to travel and what I used to do back then is just tick off places, right? Like just go, yeah. go, go to Eiffel t- tower, take photo, go home, go to the next one, take photo, go home. And that's what I found with photography. I found actually to slow things down and actually go deeper. So that's really cool that, um, you know, you, you want to go to places that is not, um, that everyone knows and, um, actually go to the, more unbeaten path and um, uh, a unique um, kind of perspective.
0: Yes, that so, that that's that's kind. Of, it's a little bit like an interior thing because the last two to three years, I've spent them mostly guiding people at very famous places, which is always great fun, and you can make sure that everybody gets some amazing shots, which is maybe your job during one of these tours. From, you, from my personal point of view as an artist, maybe I can say that this didn't exactly make my images better. So I have a huge collection of images that are successfully usable in social media, because as you might know, the popular stuff is what gets you the views and everything. Um, but from the creative point of view, it's not what will bring you forward if you do it for years and years so I am um, that's my inti- my um, secret plan is to break that up a little bit <laughs> for I, I listened to your podcast with um, Paul Ziska he's like extremely inspiring to me he's just such a such a good guy and he um, has like this unique vision on his own photography and I think that's also in part because he doesn't spend too much time guiding these photo tours at two famous places.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, I think it's, uh, it's, it's funny because, um, you know, most of the guests that I've uh, talked to, I, I think I would say all of the guests that I've talked to have that very, uh, have the same kind of, um, take on it. Um, you know, about creating something one that is meaningful to ourselves. Um, yeah. so, um, I see that a lot of your photo or, um, you have the love for um, ice and the winter scene as well. Um, Definitely, yeah. yeah so what, <laughs> what, 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 brings that love? Like, you know, why, why the winter? Why, you know, these cold, <clears throat> harsh places?
0: I don't know. Maybe because in the places where I spent most of my life, I don't have any real winter. It's like here today. It's um, yeah. It's the end of December without climate change, we would have snow outside, cold weather. Now we have a big storm going on outside. So it's really rough weather, but it's still plus five degrees and it's just rain, rain, rain. And I miss these real winter environments. I, they just, I don't know why, but they kick my creativity off. And from the beginning of my landscape photography, the first time I saw the Northern Lights also gave me a big inspiration boost That's something I constantly miss here too. (laughs) So, I don't know. I find it incredibly photogenic to have snow that reflects the light and the low standing sun or even the moonlight. And then ice features as a foreground. It's just quite cool. So, when I look at Paul's images, I'm always like, think that's heaven in Canada (laughs) with all the crazy icy stuff he has around there. Or you too, (laughs) basically.
1: Yeah, it's it's pretty crazy out here and um yeah, it's uh you're right. It's it is definitely like out of the world. A lot a lot of, I mean, I'm from Australia and a lot of the stuff I see here, I just like I couldn't believe it's real. I thought it was, you know, it was it was just like, What? Is this thing is real? It's like people actually skate on the lake. It's like I thought that's how people like drown and stuff. So well yeah, that's 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 funny how um how how different things are, but Oh, that's that's really cool. Uh, how so how is- do how do
0: you feel as an Australian in Canada in this very cold landscape?
1: Well, it's really interesting. I'm I'm <laughs> I like the cold better than the hot. Like um honestly, like when I'm back home, um I I think I have really high metabolism. So like when I'm back home, even if I don't do anything because it's so humid and hot, I would just like start sweating, and I really hate that. Yeah. And I actually have allergic reaction to to the sweat so if i would need to like shower twice a day um if not more um to kind of um get that like sweat off my body or otherwise i start getting like this reaction on my skin and yeah it's funny because like i actually could withstand the cold a lot better than most people even those people that have been living here in canada or you know in europe where they get the (laughs) force um i was traveling with um three people from germany and one people from france um in australia and you know the desert get a little bit cold obviously not as cold as here but i'll be out on a short and like you know on a t-shirt and they'll be like bundling up and it's like what are you doing it's like i don't know it's okay (laughs) so it's like okay yeah
0: it's it's fun to hear because you clearly come from a (laughs) quite hot place (laughs) yeah You live now at a quite cold place. But to to summarize this little bit, I I just love seasons. I love to see how seasons change. And here where I live, so of course, we have places with harsh winter in Germany, too. But those are in the mountains, not here in the river deltas. So here I have um, a nice spring with flowers. So you go out and you realize, okay, it's spring. Then you go out in summer and it will be hot and quite humid. Also, you realize it's summer and autumn looks beautiful with all the leaves and foggy weather and everything. But the winter, you just go out and think, so this is no winter. This is just gray weather, very little sunlight and a lot of rain. It's just boring. So that's why I love to escape to the north of Europe, especially Norway um, during wintertime. Yes.
1: (laughs) Yeah, no, that's uh, that's very true, actually. Um, like the I mean those places are so beautiful, isn't it? Not not only the, the the snow, but also the landscape. So it's definitely been on my bucket list as well. Um where where do you get your inspiration for? Is that like um, you know, is there anyone that you kind of um um that really inspire you to um to get some of this photo or you know, to basically drive your your creativity in in photography. Photography as an art.
0: Yes, there's a bazillion of people that keep inspiring me. Some through their imagery, some through their personalities, some through that spirit, or the combination of it all. But I also get inspired by movies quite a lot or series. It's kind of cliché, but for example, Game of Thrones or Vikings all these series. I think just their directors of photography maybe have a similar way of thinking that I have or at least they have a similar style of things they like so whenever I watch those series in TV I instantly feel inspired again and then especially Game of Thrones I keep watching how they set the light on on set so just, and then you can try to replicate that in real life like look for situations where the sun comes from a certain angle and stuff like that but um one of my biggest inspirations has been stian Klo K L O. he's a friend from norway who lives very close to lofoten and we started photography i think we started at the same time but then i could watch him skyrocket very quickly with his photography because he was living so close to all these so photogenic places where you can as a beginner, it's gold if you have a super photogenic place around, because no matter what you want to learn, you will have the prime locations to do that. So I, I didn't have that. I was shooting mostly in my city or close to the city. So that, that allowed me to learn all the techniques that I wanted to learn and to um, understand how depth works in an image you don't need an epic peak in the background and a frozen lake in the foreground you can learn that at the plaza of your local town so you put something in the foreground even if it's just a statue or I don't know even a brick wall would work to learn how the the um yeah how the dynamic of the image changes but I think having this guy's the um, posting all these images um, inspired me to, to keep on going myself too. And from there on, I think it's important to just surround yourself with people that inspire you. It's different to difficult to put it into words to, to, to say this inspires me. It's just more like a mindset. And also, I know your podcast talks about um these things more than others (laughs) so i've also been demotivated when i couldn't travel and i've been demotivated when i see my images all look the same but then i think photography has the power of of make you break out from all those thoughts if you if you allow it and yeah, so some of the best inspiration settings for me is just going out no matter if with a camera or without Go out of your the place where you live and walk around for one or two hours, <laughs> and I bet there will be some inspiring thoughts coming all by themselves.
1: That's awesome. Yeah, thanks for sharing that. Um, I think that's uh, it's, it's really good for um, a lot of the listeners out there to hear that. Um, and, you know, I think uh, you're right. I think most uh, a lot of people are really dif- um, having a hard time sometimes with, all the stuff that's going on and it feels like you know their creativity is gone but it's actually it's still there so i think that's a really good advice to just go out there and then just you know just don't set any expectation for yourself just go out there and see what you get um yeah that's very cool um like um so you were you're talking about um uh, I kind of lost lost my train of thought there. It's just like so <laughs> in tune with what you say there. <laughs> it's <was> so cool. <laughs> yeah. So what 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 would be some of your um, most favorite moment in photography? Like, is something that like probably you you know until this day you go like, yeah, that was probably one of the coolest moments of experience type of thing.
0: Hmm. Because it, it's. There's like many like that. Uh-huh. But let me think. So I think one of the really coolest moments was when I saw my first um, Aurora Borealis or the Northern Lights for the first time. I, I thought, wow, this looks insane. I need to take pictures of this. And then I, I realized I wasn't able to. So the pictures I was taking wear crap. (laughs) They didn't look like the way I wanted them to look. That's because I had no idea about how to shoot the northern lights and everything like that. So I just stopped taking pictures and enjoyed those lights and returned a year later with a much bigger skill set. I knew how to approach that and then I took pictures that I, I saw on the back of my screen, the camera screen, and I was like, that's how it should look like this that was like the feeling of accomplishment for myself was a big motivation and that's one of those moments then I also had some troublesome hikes where I doubted I would even reach the point that I wanted when I was starting to hike I thought this will never work and then if you make it through if you take a picture that you really love yourself and I don't love many of my shots, I gotta say it. I'm I'm super critical, super nitpicky with my own work. <laughs> and those few images that I really like myself often have like some form of challenge that I had to go through. And those are then also my favorite moments. But I think it was Elia Locardi who said it: like, what is your favorite moment in photography? The next one I'm gonna have. You know, so. I don't want to think too much about the past. I, I just hope to get more nice moments through photography as soon as possible, when it's possible again.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's that's really cool. Um, I think it's that, that's very true. I think you know, like maybe looking forward is probably. Um, um, one of the best thing we can do especially when we kind of um you know in this situation and you're kind of lose motivation i think looking forward you know being having that hope is really really important um i remember now what i was gonna ask you um you know you were talking about your friend um, in norway and how he is in a prime location or photography and um you know like um i mean I kind of live where, you know, like the jewel of Canada um, at the moment, right? And um, what I find is that I think sometimes because it's so beautiful, um, we get quite lazy because, you know, it doesn't matter where you shoot. It's almost impossible to take a photo that is horrible, right? It's almost some kind of... It's kind of always kind of good. Um, do you think, what are your, what are your thoughts on this um, in terms of um, improving your photography? Will it actually um, help you to be in the prime location because there is a lot of beautiful thing around it? Or will it actually work the other way because you cannot just start pointing and shooting um, at everything because it's just so beautiful, right?
0: Yeah, I think it's, let me think. Um, it's maybe two sides of a medal with the, with this reply so in the beginning as a beginner it definitely will help that's my opinion because what helps you in the beginning is satisfaction and the feeling of success for yourself and if you're a beginner that success will be to take a picture that you really like and as we are super extroverted also. that was wrong so I'm not extroverted but the the way we show our images to the whole world is some form of weird extrovertism Um, so if you are beginning with photography and you have a cool shot to show your friends every few days you will be more motivated to get more of those pictures than somebody who has to wait for two years until he can go to some of those places where he maybe is dreaming of going. So, but there will be coming the point where you maybe, where this being at a spectacular place will not be doing you any service anymore because then it goes about what is photography giving you? Is the kick still coming? Like, um, are you still excited about photography? If you're not, you can be. I don't know, you can live in Iceland and still get bored by landscape photography. But if you still have that passion and it gets stronger and stronger and stronger, then I think um, you will profit from such a place because it will keep you going. Now, um, there's a huge amount of people who don't live at such places and they develop over the years and get very good at photography. It's not needed to live at such a place to to, to, to be a good photographer absolutely not but I think it can be beneficial yes
1: <laughs> yeah I think you, yeah.
0: you surely also know many people who start photography they develop a really nice style and suddenly they stop yep the, the name disappears from your online list of people whose work you you keep seeing and that's maybe because they they got bored of photography and and picked up another hobby (laughs) but um, yeah I don't know when I go out here into my local forests I also get very inspired and the challenge to get a picture that satisfies me is much higher than in Lofoten Islands where you can put your camera wherever you want and take a picture that will be at least like a a three out of ten you, you can't go lower because the landscape is so beautiful
1: <laughs> yeah that's that's very true. Do you find that when you do that um, you know you find that when you go on your um, on your local forest where it's more challenging to you know grab a photo that satisfy you um, but when you actually get it do you find it to be more um, fulfilling compared to those photos that are you know arguably yes. easier to get right? <laughs>
0: Yeah, I I think so, too. I think so, definitely. Also, because um, maybe also in your place, like, I've never been there, but I guess to get unique pictures, you need to do quite some hiking, climbing, or you need to be super lucky with the conditions at an easy place. Like, this is how you can set yourself apart from other people. It's either getting super unique conditions at the easy places, or putting in a lot of effort to going far away from the crowds and in a place that's so mountainous, if that's an English word. like If you have so many mountains, like where you live, you will have to go hiking and climbing quite a lot to get away from the crowds, I guess. So for me here, I tried finding other landscape photographers in this area, but I haven't found any at the moment. So if I find a nice tree that I like, the chance is very high that it's not been taken a photograph ever before. <laughs> and this is also, somehow it's satisfying too, to know that I'm taking a picture that maybe is unique to myself. Like those pictures never create much uh, interest online, but it's more about your your inner self and what motivates your so these pictures are generally the, the ones that I print for myself or that I give as a gift to my mom or whatever <laughs> because she's from the same area. and then you if you show these images to people that also live in the same area as you, they will ask you, "Oh, where's that? Where's that?" And tell, that's where you walk every day. <laughs> but you don't, you don't see it like I see it when the light is right. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that's uh, that's that's great to share uh, for you to share that. Um, I think as um, as a human being, it's very natural for us to take it take things for granted that are easy to get for us, and you know, um, and that's why one of uh, one of my mission when I first kind of left my full time job for photography was to actually explore my own backyard, which was um, Indonesia and Australia. Yeah, I actually drove around the continent of Australia, which was pretty, pretty cool, like, um, you know, but yeah, that's, uh, that's really cool intake on that. Um, And I think, um, you know, the listeners out there um, should take that as an inspiration where, you know, even if you're in a place where you think it's not a very good place to put that as a question mark, because I feel like everywhere you go, there's always a good place to take photos, just what type of photography you're going to get. Um, so that kind of brings me a question, why landscape photography, you know, um, you kind of start in Europe, which um, has a really um, strong kind of urban and as well as a street photography environment. How, um, how do you actually fall in love with landscape?
0: This was funny. The I went to Norway the first time with my wife before I even had this moment in Paris that I told you about. What? So... I, and with my parents I traveled to incredibly beautiful places in South America, so I had seen a fair amount of beautiful places in nature before I was interested in photography. And then when I realized that photography is super fun, instantly I wanted to go to these places in nature and take pictures of them. like. Um, as I've been always passionate for nature and for landscapes, it just clicked together very nicely. And I also went to Dubai last year to shoot cityscapes and with some email trickery and some, I don't know, some moves I made, I, I got to some pretty cool rooftops that are not accessible and I have all these images and I look at them and <sighs> I, I don't edit them. You're like They, they don't, give me that adrenaline kick but when I look at the landscape images that's what kicks and drives my inspiration so it's it comes down to personal likes I definitely learned almost everything I know from the basics of photography while shooting cityscapes and street but then when I was able to afford to go to beautiful nature with the purpose of photography that is more expensive than going to some place to chill out <laughs> because you will need a rental car and this and that and what well, you, you know all that stuff but um, nature and photography was what clicked for me and this quite early so i knew i don't want to spend time shooting portraits i don't want to walk around the city and take street candidates or how it's called i just want to go somewhere nice in my preference a rough and dramatic landscape and take pictures there
1: <laughs> yeah that's that's cool um <laughs> yeah that's probably like not not no many people wanted to do that as i know most people wanted to go out during a nice blue blue sky <laughs> instead of this rough condition that is <laughs> blowing you try to stand and you know <laughs> try to survive uh, yeah <laughs> um that's amazing um So going back to what you kind of started off in the beginning, um, what are your thoughts in photography? Do you think it's an art or do you think it's, um, it's not? And why?
0: I think it's both art and no art. So because obviously photography is a medium and a camera is a tool that you can use for many things. You can take your camera and take a picture of a contract and then you pretty much scanned the contract I wouldn't call that art (laughs) and um, then there comes the moment where you as an artist walk out with your camera and take pictures not every picture will be what people define as art but I think the activity that you are doing with your camera is still something artsy it just depends what you create in the end like If you shoot commercial architecture that I've done, I wouldn't call that artsy. But if you look the work of some of the most popular architecture photographers worldwide, they most likely have something artsy in their architectural photography because that sets them apart from the rest. And that's why they became so popular. Like at the moment, I don't have any name present, but there's certainly some that take artsy architecture photography commercially. Now, there are nature photographers that are generally more artsy than we typical landscape photographers. We often, or I also guilty of this, I often follow some form of formula that leads me to an effective picture. I don't know if following a formula is really artsy anymore. It's just so many I just can never decide. So for me, it's a form of art. Not every picture that I take is art. Definitely not. But some of them are. (laughs) So I can never decide what to think about this. I don't know. For me personally, it doesn't really matter too. I mean, I will let others decide if they see me as an artist or not. Um, Yes, it's, it's weird to think about it because of course it's so easy to reproduce everything that we do. And a painter is certainly more perceivable as art than a photographer, but I know so many people that I admire that are super artsy in their photography and those are what inspire me nowadays. So I hope to to get to a point where People look at my stuff and think that's art. (laughs) I would be happy then.
1: (laughs) Cool. So just um, wrapping up to the hour mark here, um, one last question that I usually ask um, all my guests, um, you know, what can you share with the listener? um, One advice that you think is, um, that you think is very important to other photographer or artists in photography, out there um, on, you know, either how to, you know, how to start or how to get inspired in photography, or even, um, you know, how to master photography. Um, it's, It's, you know, what are your best advice that you have learned throughout your career in photography that you feel like other photographers should know?
0: Yeah, so I think in the beginning, let's make one For beginner and one for more advanced Um, as a beginner you should just listen to your inner voice and don't listen to social media don't be don't let social media be your main advisor because this can trigger you the wrong way to pursue a happy life as a photographer (laughs) you know what i'm talking about like um there's so many things that can happen once you focus too much on social media. And if you do that because you have to promote your products to make a living, that's fine. It's your job. But if you're just starting out as a hobby amateur photographer, forget about that and listen to yourself. You will notice what inspires you and you will know what was right and what was wrong. You don't need to count the likes that your picture got to make your decision for a way to pursue That's one point and um, the next one would be just practice. So there's a good um, portrait photographer and editor Joel Grimes. And I think I I saw him many years ago on Photokina and he was saying on stage, hard work will outperform talent every single day of the week. I don't know if i agree 100 but 99.9 i agree if you want to learn and improve you need to do things you can only consume tutorials and read books for a certain part but that will not make you improve if you don't grab your camera go out somewhere and try practice photography um also i know quite amount of uh, quite a big amount of people sit at home thinking yeah but i cannot go to place x or place y so i cannot advance wrong way of thinking no matter where you live if you have a camera you will profit from just going out and even if the pictures are taken on a junkyard <laughs> you can use that junkyard to learn the basics of photography. And once you make it to, to one of that those places that you want to take pictures of, you will be prepared and take much better pictures than if you spent the last year just dreaming about it without touching the camera.
1: <laughs> awesome, thanks a lot for the advice. Um, I, I, I hope the listeners out there kind of um, find this inspiring because um, there's some good advice there. Um, going back to kind of what you say um around um the the social media i think the social media have a lot of um have a lot of responsibility to a lot of the burnouts out there um and i kind of feel that myself definitely as well. um <laughs> i feel like you you kind of have that expectation right um and that you have to create that photo and you're no longer taking photo for yourself and that kind of take away the fun of photography um, you know, you say that to your um, a lot er- earlier today. You know, the photo that you're most proud of are the photo that actually means something to you. So, exactly, that's a really good advice um, to share. And um, I think going back to what you're saying earlier as well, I just want to point out that, um, you know, what you say about your friend in Norway and how we compare these two um, is it good or bad to be in a place that are. Um, more photogenic is that just go out there and find a little bit of result I think that's a you know going back to what you say it's a really good way to um get that momentum in your photography so um that is definitely uh, one thing that you should um consider and think about if you just start it. so perfect that's 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 amazing thanks a lot for sharing that uh, Felix and um yeah look um it's been fun and I had a lot of fun listening to you It's Been <laughs> very inspiring as well to hear some of your uh, perspective and your point of view. Um, for the listeners out there who, you know, want to hear more about you and also want to see more of your photos, your, um, your beautiful landscapes and all that stuff. Um, what is the best way to find you and connect with you?
0: Yes, so I'm Felix Inden, I N D E N is my um, aftername. name. If you Google that, you will find all my um, homepage, felixinden.com or IG, Instagram slash Felix Inden. So that way you can find everything about me. And I encourage, or I would like it if you check out my homepage. There will be a magic little pop up coming telling you to subscribe to my newsletter. And this is something quite new to me. So I haven't been working much on a newsletter subscription list, but I started now and I'm just finishing my own little ebook about how to improve your landscape photography that you'll get if you subscribe to my newsletter. I know this is done by many, but I I put a lot of thought into this little ebook and just go check it out or have a look at my pictures on Instagram. You can also dm me i go through every message that i get and enjoy communicating with people then i also hope that my english was understandable in this podcast like because i'm a german (laughs) i guess i have some form of accent in there but um, yeah i enjoyed to be here to talk with you stanley and was really good
1: Ah, oh, fantastic! Yeah, we'll put the the link on the um, description below. So if you're interested um, to um, subscribe, um, go to the homepage. But also, um, Felix is really good in social media at um, socializing, I suppose. <laughs> socializing <laughs> and social media. Uh, yeah, he's, uh, he's quite enjoyable to to follow and to learn from. So, um, highly encourage you to Thank check you. out his <laughs> Instagram and Facebook. Yeah. So, well. Thanks a lot, Felix, for your time and um thanks a lot for um setting setting aside some of your time, especially with uh, the busy kids and um the holiday season. Um but yeah, um look wiki hunters, thank you very much for tuning in and it's been very um it's been a lot of fun um, talking to Felix here and um, let us know in the comment below what are some of the best um, you know um, insights that uh, Felix have shared with us and for those of you who um, join us in um, YouTube don't forget to subscribe you got the subscribe button down here and then hit that notification button so that you get um, notified next time I upload the photo but hopefully you guys have the rest of 2020 and um i mean we're we are literally yeah we're we're uh, recording at the last week of 2020 so um i will see you guys in 2021. um well felix thank you very much for being here and um, thank you very much for all of your insights um, as well as your wisdom. Um, and hopefully, <laughs> you have the rest, uh, a good rest of 2020 and uh, an amazing 2021.
0: Yeah, Stanley, thanks again for having me. And I wish you and everybody who listens this um, a happy new year. Let's just all sit tight. We're gonna back. We're gonna see each other on the flip side someday. Um, stay safe, everyone. And stay yeah,
1: safe everyone. And I'll see you guys next week. I mean next year. <laughs> <laughs>